welcome to the 361 Degrees podcast, season three, episode eight. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Rafe Blanford from the All About Sites. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. Gentlemen, uh, first time we have spoken since uh, 361 Live. Did, a triumph, did. I think. It was. It was fantastic. And thank you very much to everybody who came along. Yes, special, special massive thanks to Nokia and LBI who sponsored the event. A, a real act of faith, I think, to support a relatively new podcast with a, with a venture like that, uh, you know, getting everyone together. But we had a really enjoyable night. And I think the thing that I to bring away from that event apart from the fact that we got some really really good feedback about you know the venue and literally everyone who's filled out the survey or who i've spoken to afterwards said they'd come back more importantly loads of people have taken it you know upon themselves just to write to me and say they thought it was one of the best panels they'd ever heard from mm-hmm. uh, which is really really good because i was so proud of the you know of everyone we got to speak particularly you know bringing in people like Ed Hodges from RBS and Stephen Pinches from uh, the FT, who, you know, not just able to talk intelligently about but mobile, but are actually doing some really impressive stuff directly every day in their day jobs. Yeah, do you know what I really enjoyed about it? I, obviously, the, the panel, I, I really enjoyed that experience, but the, the networking after it, I thought, and I think I wrote a post saying this will be really, this event will be really good, but also the networking will be phenomenal, and I'm delighted it was. It was really good meeting everybody afterwards and just having a, a good chat about the, the industry. Yeah, uh, we had a bit of a free bar, which always lubricates the conversation, but I had some really interesting chats, and what was amazing was I was meeting people who had come along to the podcast, you know, either because they listen or whatever, but also people who discovered the podcast through the event, you know, mm. through the event being publicised. So, uh, no, we had, we had a fantastic time. And uh, Mr. Blanford did sterling work actually on the panel. And I think we have to say a big thank you to uh, Ben for chairing and being Mr. Sensible and keeping everything running very smoothly indeed. And indeed, Ewan as well for wrangling questions from the floor because we did have a very interactive session, which I thought was another highlight. Yes, well, exactly. Uh, if there was any complaints, it was that uh, Mr. M- Mr. McLeod didn't get enough airtime. But certainly, I think next time we'll switch everyone around and... Uh, well, and actually, the, the key thing there is I think there has to be a next time because not only was it a really fun night to do, but, you know, all of the feedback was really positive. And um, I think I prefer events like that where we get to talk about a whole range of topics and get the or the opinion of the audience as well. Because, I mean, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Blanford, for example, you know, you and I could we were just before we started you were sort of talking me through a whole bunch of stuff that was fascinating to hear about but then when we went and walked around the room you realized that actually loads of people in the audience know know tons of this stuff you know we're not preaching to people who 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 are kind of you know sort of outsiders to the mobile industry quite a lot of the people who are listening or who showed up are experts in their own right and and it was mm. a really fascinating conversation i i like that i, I like putting the the, um, the microphone in front of um our audience there because you know i i had confidence in their uh ability to ask smart incisive questions and make interesting points yeah anyways we should move on rafe blanford um some this week we're talking about uh the microsoft surface which last time i checked was a big tabley thing that you could lean on and press buttons on and stuff but some things have changed so what's happened that's right. The Surface table you're referring to is now called PixelSense, and its Surface is now being used to describe Microsoft's new tablet product, which they announced last week. And actually, they announced two different 
kind of products, one of which is a Windows RT tablet and one of which is a Windows 8 Pro tablet. And they're actually designing and sort of putting these together themselves. They're having a, a third-party uh, manufacturer. We think it's Pegatron actually building them. And they're sort of going to be available later this year. Now, I was quite surprised that mm. Microsoft had done this. Um, I, I, and also, I don't really understand why. Because, I mean, you and Google have made Nexus devices before, but this didn't feel this didn't feel the same. A lot of people were saying, oh, it's just the equivalent. But, but I always thought, well, you know, my Nexus S has got a big Samsung logo on the back. And, yeah. and, and the Surface hasn't got any, you know, Pegatron branding, you know, whoever they are. Yeah, well, this is uh, Pegatron. They're they're a pretty well known OE, you know, OEM in the background mm. uh, well, actually, com- they, company. They're interesting. I think they span out of Asus, didn't they? Uh, I don't know I that believe. bit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know that I know the brand Pegatron quite well, but not yeah. um, not their their heritage. So they, the, they were spun off from Asus. They used to be part of. Uh, they they make all the Asus devices, and the Asus set them up separately so that they could sell stuff to other companies as well. And I'd say if they're selling Microsoft tablets that that was a decision well made mm. well, but uh, this is an in, a very interesting move from microsoft one that i think we could have all predicted something like this might happen would happen should happen i was very interested to see the coverage uh from the the, the major publications there and, and most of them what well, i don't see anybody going oh as we as we told you you know as we leaked as we brought to you you know four weeks ago here is a new Microsoft Surface. Yeah, nobody had a clue about this. Um, I think it's fair to say. Am I, Rafe, am, I, am I right? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, Microsoft achieved something of a, a surprise event, you know, in the style of Apple with plenty of speculation beforehand going on. And of course, that did include tablets, uh, but no one had it nailed down. Absolutely no one got the details Absolutely right. I think the big surprise here was kind of that Microsoft is actually building them themselves. I kind of figured it would Xbox be a tablet. Style. But I thought that, yeah, Xbox style, I thought they'd be doing it with a partner. Uh, as Ben said, they're the kind of the Google Nexus model. The fact they didn't is interesting because, of course, this is effectively the first time that Microsoft have built a PC themselves. And so kind of the obvious question is, what's the response of their partners to this? Because, mm. you know, their business is building PCs and Microsoft's kind of getting into their, their turf. So is that a good or a bad thing? And I... I well, you said also that it was an Apple-style event, and maybe some of the presentation was a bit apple but the thing that struck me was there was no linking information. The nice thing about Apple's presentations is they say, here's the new i-thingy, there's three flavours, you know, it's amazing, it's magical, boom, go outside now, they're available to buy next Thursday, you know, form an orderly queue, yeah. and you know everything about them, and you can go out and buy them. And I was really amazed, Rafe, that, like you know, you can't. You don't. We don't know how much these things are going to cost, and you can't buy them. And we also don't understand why Microsoft are making them. I didn't feel that they really articulated that very clearly. Uh, yeah. I suppose they have to be sensitive, but it's just a isn't it's a bit of a mess at the moment. Yes, I I think it is in all the sense you're talking about. I, I think Apple sometimes can be quite light on information as well. I mean, there are those occasions where it does have the product immediately available. That's that's not always the case. But that did strike me that Microsoft were providing very limited information and you know that extended to actually the hands-on demo times with the press and you know talking to a couple of people who were there they said we're basically allowed to touch it sort of but we weren't allowed to try out the keyboards which is maybe talk about later because i think that was a very clever bit of marketing um, announcement strategy 
uh, but they didn't really talk about when it would go on retail beyond it will in the case of the windows rt tablet that'll be available when windows 8 ships and the pro version or windows 8 pro version will ship uh, three months after that uh, and yeah no pricing no information on screen resolutions on the details of the process or anything like that but I actually think they kind of implied the reasoning for this at the very beginning when they said it's about telling the story of Windows and mm. specifically telling the stories of Windows 8. Because I think it's not something that very many people have got yet in terms of why are they introducing the new Metro UI? Why is it becoming more touch-focused as a, a, a platform? And also kind of the message of uh, Windows everywhere is going on to a new level because, you know, it's the kind of the metro ui on xbox the metro ui on windows phone and so it was almost a clarification of where the windows strategy is headed at least that's what came across for me i the sense from me was that i mean the you couldn't try any of the hardware or the guys there couldn't really try any of the hardware the thing crashed the moment he started to do stuff all the demos were lacking some polish i mean not just app not just lacking apple polish but lack, lacking polish even relative to some of like the windows phone events that we've all been to for example mm. um and i just I, I i see why you would want to tell the story but it just felt rushed i mean I, I my gut feel was that it was kind of a it was a preemptive move to try and get a some some attention before all the other firms update you know re- announce all their news of what was it, google io coming up really soon and Obviously, Apple will have news later in the year about, you know, sort of iPad updates and things like that. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. They wanted to get out ahead of the curve. And so the timing on the event was dictated by that. And that's always a mistake in one sense, because you should really have it dictated by when the product's ready to show. Uh, and I do think it's about the Android tablets coming, the, the stuff coming later on as well. And you could maybe argue, um, you know, Windows Phone 8 was getting its first announcement later that week as well. So it was all, all about that. And yes, it did feel... Uh, a little bit unpolished but what was interesting the the response it seemed to me from a lot of the you know people on twitter social networks kind of the geek audience if you like were immediately going oh that's quite nice I, i'd like one of those um so i think despite the kind of the failings in the announcement they actually did the job in creating buzz around a microsoft tablet which probably isn't something i'd have been able to predict you know going into that event can i step in here by saying i wonder if their strategy is to put a stake in the ground and to say, look, we, we are going to invest a billion dollars in this or equivalent. Um, we are going to make a tablet and we're going to do a you know, level best at it. But I wonder, do you think the, the scope for them to say, we've made our tablet and now you're going to see ones from HP, Dell and so on. You know, everybody else is going to also bring these tablets, but we've, we are going to make sure this market works. So, Ewan, are you seeing it almost as a way of, of pushing their other OEM partners to do better? Because I think one of the problems yes. Microsoft has faced in hardware, and this kind of applies uh, right across the spectrum, is that, you know, the hardware hasn't been as nice as the designs we've seen coming out of something like Apple. Uh, and they had that problem, I think, in the phone space. But perhaps that changed with Nokia coming along, in all fairness. But it certainly applied with some of the slates I've seen, the early slates on Windows 8 and the old mm. tablet PCs. And even, you know, in the laptop, it's only the last couple of years that we've seen, you know, really push on the design. So maybe they wanted to kind of accelerate that process and go, say, put a stake in the ground all our partners, you've got to live up to this because this is what the Windows 8 tablet experience should look like. Right, yeah. and then the, the good news for, by doing that is that you, you finally have something to compete with. 
right? And I think that's very important that you actually have something that you can compare and contrast. So you can see this is what Microsoft have done with it. And these guys should know what they're doing, right? It should be amazing. Therefore, Nokia, have a look. Yeah, what can you do now, right? So don't do something that's substandard. If anything, it's got to be you know, the same and better. So Nokia, that, what can you do? That's what was interesting, though, was because I, when I heard that there might be a tablet announced, I just assumed that they were going to walk out with somebody from Nokia on stage and say, you know, we've partnered with Nokia to bring the first, you know, tablet to the, to the market or whatever, and it was going to be Google Nexus all over again. But yeah. that, that relationship, because, that, I mean, they, let's face it, the only Windows phones at the moment worth talking about really are mostly Nokia's, maybe one or two HTC's. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at Android tablets, for example, there's, no. the, the, on the whole, they've not been a success because the OEMs aren't making nice hardware. They're certainly not making hardware that I get as excited about as, as the iPad, regardless yeah. of what the software or anything's doing. And I thought that they, they would go get closer to a, like a preferred OEM um, and, and and say, you know, Ta-da, we're partnering with these guys. And I wonder if they haven't actually really shafted Nokia in, in, in doing this, because I can understand them not working with HTC or with Samsung or, or the people who haven't really been supporting Windows Phone or only kind of supporting Windows Phone half-assed. Um, but, you know, they're, they're out there effectively setting the challenge up to the one company that's really staked everything on them. And yeah, that's really good news. Good that. news. Come on, Nokia. Now show me, show me the Nokia Surface. Right. Uh, so that's, think, there's a Microsoft one. Show me the, the Nokia one. I, uh, I think that's you know possibly going to happen. I think people probably need to bear in mind that Nokia is not a tablet company at the moment, and so it would be a reach for it to move into tablets or rather an extension. And it does rather have its plate full, probably in phones at the moment. Uh, I don't doubt that it's going to do uh, a tablet in time, and I don't think there would be anything stopping Microsoft going. Right, actually, we see that Nokia is doing it, so we're not going to have to do Surface 2, or maybe we're going to combine the brands or something like that. Um, you know, the tablet space is very different to the phone space in terms of things like the sales channel, but also you know, some of the specifics of the hardware design as well. So I think people need to be a bit carefully just assuming Nokia can just jump into that space and suddenly do well. We kind of saw what happened with the Nokia booklet, for example. Well, but Microsoft jumped into that space. I mean, you know, Microsoft don't make any tablets and they've gone out, found a partner, produced a bit of hardware, which, you know, admittedly no one's touched, but has generated enough buzz from the way it looks and what they've said about it. I mean, to be honest, I I suppose I, I don't really give a monkey's who actually makes it or how i mean a bit like these early windows phones it didn't matter that they weren't actually manufactured by by nokia just stick a blinking nokia logo on it so that um you know from here on in you can trust that the the half you know the preferred hardware partner that's going to give that's going to give you all the you know the decent stuff is 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 nokia i think that's really odd that that they're, they're partnering so closely and, and even potentially shaping the windows phone platform at the phone level, but not mm. not appearing to work yeah. together on the tablet. Don't I, I you think? think um, sorry, sorry, Rafe. I just I wonder your opinion on this. Do you think that Microsoft is shielding Nokia by doing it themselves? It, it, it's a possibility. I mean, I, I have to say, I was with Ben when it all happened. I thought mm, I'm kind of a bit surprised that Nokia wasn't involved in that. But then I kind of thought about it. Yeah, there, there's only so much one company can do at one time. Um, and, you know, it's no secret that Nokia's kind of having to work really hard in just the phone space. But, yeah, it, it does make me wonder, would it have been that difficult to, to 
you know, slap a Nokia logo on the back of it. And Microsoft could have still done most of the work on it. And that right, but, but so it's, it it's your entry like it into the market, sensible. right? The entry into the market, right? Nokia is already under a heck of a lot of stress. Okay, so there's questions over their phones, and you show me the next generation phones and so on. And then they also go, oh, by the way, here's a tablet. And Microsoft's entire strategy, okay, is is riding on Nokia, you know, who, yeah, Nokia need a lot of help, and they've got a, a lot of opportunity for the company. I think it'll be healthier for Nokia and the rest of the partners in the ecosystem if Microsoft steps up and says, here is your first one. And we've got a whole, we, you know, we're doing this, we're in this game, and you're going to see a whole lot of new models from us. But, you know, in the fullness of time, once the market's proven, once we start shipping half a million of these a month, Nokia can say, right, we're going to do it. And, you know, Dell, you know, a proper big you know, PC manufacturer can say, we are now doing this. And we are going to make, you know, the price point, the 299 um, pounds or dollars price point. That's when it's going to get very interesting. I think in order for this to happen, for a market to be created, Microsoft needs to stand up, put its own money in, and not and, and take the flag, right? So they're they're not they control it 100%. They're not partnering with because when you partner with, you are subject to other people's whims and other people's motivations, right? Nokia has a lot on its plate. It's doing one thing at the minute: get the phones right, Nokia. That's their focus. So Microsoft makes the market, proves it. Gives out the right price point. Now, I'm sure. Did I not read that it was um, the price points were going to be similar? You know, competing market, competing or something like that. Yeah, that, that's the information we got out. I mean, I, I think that intermediate step and kind of seeding the markets a, a, a value viewpoint, just as you know, kind of saying, well, perhaps they should have partnered with a hardware manufacturer. Kind of the unanswered question in all of this, and it's because the you know event itself wasn't terribly specific about it. What what is the intention of Microsoft here? I kind of find it difficult to believe they're just, you know, going to do the seed, seed the market and then sort of whimper away uh, slowly, because you know, they, you know, it's not like they're without hardware experience. They do plenty of accessories, and of course, they'll be able to draw on all kinds of knowledge that they get from working with their partners, partners already. Uh, but it does feel like the tablet market, particularly from uh, a Windows point of view. It does need to be validated first. It needs to be proved because we've kind of seen what happens if you don't prove it. You know, look at the Android tablets, and it just feels like it's been a, whim- a whimper. They've kind of missed their window of opportunity now, and suddenly the discussion has become about Apple versus Microsoft in tablets. Uh, I think the, the and, thing and is that the benefit of an event or an announcement like this? I think the thing is though that you've got. I agree, you've got to prove the market, but I think you've got to prove the market not just in terms of device but in terms of your strategy and either microsoft are now saying we are taking an apple focus we build the software we build the hardware we do the whole end-to-end ecosystem in which case that's a major major change from them and he's tearing up relationships that they're relying upon in the traditional market and, and i don't i just don't believe that they're doing that but then they're also so that then they're saying as so ewan was saying you know oh we're coming out to the market and you know, we'll be partnering with all these people eventually, but none of you guys are good enough. Well, no, wait, th- wait a minute, Ben. Wait a minute. Imagine the other conversation, right? You're sitting there with your your manufacturing partner and say, "Hi, I'm Microsoft, right? It's me again with my billions, um, and my Microsoft <laughs> Office and my Exchange licensing, and everything is fine for me. Obviously, I need to be doing some stuff in the future, but I'm okay, thanks very much. You, on the other half, Mr. Manufacturer, are screwed anyway. But let's just, uh, Mr. Manufacturer." Nokia, HSC, Samsung, something. Please, would you invest half a billion pounds, dollars, in this new thing because it's going to help us? 
But just look at the phone comparison, though. It, Microsoft needed to launch a new platform in mobile, and they sort of started off. It wasn't going terribly well. They put a ton of money into Nokia, and uh, uh, you know Nokia are the, the, the sort of the favoured child who are building the more desirable handsets, giving them the feedback. And what they're doing is they're they're helping them get to market and reach the distribution because they needed that. And they're taking that approach for mobile, but for tablet, they're doing it the other way around. And they're doing they're they're bringing it all in house and building. Because well, you you got you're assuming that I, I mean I don't know if a lot of these hardware manufacturers are in a fit state to even invest anything other than they're bringing their C team, and not their A team, but their C team to a product. But the point is, if you if you're if you're Microsoft, right? Microsoft have got enough money to go out, design, partner, build, test, and launch a tablet, the Surface. Yeah, so there's there. They've spent that you mean money themselves. You mean themselves? Yeah. Yes. And what they could have done though is they could have sent to. Well, let's just stop talking about Nokia because it gets boring just being so Nokia centric. They could have said to HTC, "You guys, frankly, uh, have done a crap job on Android tablets." Oh, no, so Dell. Let's talk about Dell. You know, you guys. Yeah. Nothing inspiring at all, really yeah. not. Um, but what we'll do is we'll put all of the money that we're going to put into this tablet and we'll partner with you and we will make sure that the first ones that come out, the first um, surfaces that come out of the door are Dell, you know, co-branded with Microsoft. And it could even be this tablet that we're looking at now and the same people build it, the same people design it. It's a, mm. you know, it's a shared So team, how do you respond when Dell, how do you respond when Dell say, no. Well, I'd, I'd go and talk to Samsung, and then I. Right, and how do you respond DC. when Samsung say, mm, no? Right, and how do you respond when you, we don't know what conversation is going on? But I would wonder whether a lot of these guys have the time of day to even say, do you know what? We will dedicate some time to this. By the way, Microsoft, is this proven, or you know, are we going to manufacture 20 million units, 19.9 million of which we're going to have to, you know, stick back in the ground? You know, is this is this worth? A, are we even bothering? Is it worth us even bothering having this conversation, Microsoft? I, I think I think um, may, maybe some of the guys. You're, you're have... assuming, Ben. You're assuming that there's that you know. Oh, Microsoft. Yes, please come in and have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the kind of tablets that were announced at Computex a few weeks ago, that did include some Windows RT tablets. So clearly, Asian manufacturers in particular are working on them. Uh, I think you can still have the point there that maybe they're not putting their A team on it. Um, and it's kind of it's interesting to speculate because the honest truth is is we don't know, and it still feels to me like it's Microsoft saying I need to do more to actually tell this this Windows eight story, particularly around the tablet space, because you know they're facing horrendous competition from Apple. You know the the danger is if they don't get it right out of the gate. Suddenly, the you know tablets equals Apple and, and nothing else. I don't, really think, that's a story. I don't think there's happen. a story here. I think you're you're being very rose tinted here, Rafe, saying um, it's helping them tell a story. I think it's helping them stay relevant. Okay, right? yeah. How many call, times call it relevancy, what? whatever you will. I mean, it's still pretty early days for tablets. Yes, Apple is all dominant now, but if you set it next to you know the mobile market, hundreds of millions of devices or PCs, it's still very early on. But it's you know not so early on that they can afford to fluff once or twice as they basically did in mobile and, and arguably in okay, PC. Right, you know, the old right, chestnut Microsoft's third product is the one that works. They can't afford that to happen in tablets. Let me ask to me, you this: to me, well, to me, Windows 8 is a good idea, and they're executing badly. You know, this is this is this is the first major wobble that you know. I think that they've they've been 
fantastic in the way that they've stuck to their guns with with moving to you know touch first the the platforms the integration with windows mobile you know sort of slowly pulling all the threads together and this really seems like a very poorly thought out move um and, and even if as 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 you were saying there is some massive insight here that i'm missing and you know let's face it there's a slim chance that that, that could have happened i think that they needed to have communicated why they've done this far better because People will not believe in the ecosystem unless they understand where all the chess pieces are on the board. But why not? Because even if one assumes that it's kind of a one-off, there's going to be plenty of other tablets that work on this ecosystem. If Microsoft are really pushing, they're going to be building the ecosystem themselves. The whole point is it's part of the Windows 8 ecosystem, which isn't just about Surface. It's about all other kinds of things. But suddenly, right out of the gate, you'll actually have a device that's kind of a first-class experience that matches what you can get with the iPad. I don't think it'll actually match because I think there's a big app gap. But, you know, as far as someone sitting in an IT corporate purchasing department, they go, OK, we can see that this is, this is serious. Especially, it's by the way, when that comes to from Dell. Microsoft. Well, if it, if it, and, and if, there's, if it comes through Dell or, or HP or any, any of the, the big companies who are already, you know, in the enterprise marketplace that's a very very easy conversation can i ask you this question um where where is computing going and i i I would expect apart from obviously mobile devices the next big trend or the other trend is tablet yeah well i think the interesting thing about you know we're moving away from desktop yeah and laptop to tablet i i think it's individual devices that's true i mean i don't think desktops are going to you know, go away and die anytime well, no, it's not, soon. Not going to die, but we're mo- the, the market. The yeah, the planet is moving too, right? Yeah, British Airways is deploying tablets. They're actually iPads, but I don't think they'll care who it. You know, they don't have a choice yeah. at the minute. But it's ten thousand iPads they're deploying, and you walk around a hardware store in the states, the iPads are everywhere. You walk into Burberry or any iPads are. It's just because the, the tablets. We're moving to tablet. Yes. Yeah, as a, as a form okay, factor, right. and what's yeah, most interesting yes, right, about okay. art, uh, about right. the the surface thing but, is, in fact, so you're right, getting wait, wait, for, one that's me, a tablet and one that's actually more like a PC or an ultrabook, if you prefer. Okay. Right. So run with me here. Right. So we're moving to tablet. Right. Tablet is a massive trend, and you sell Microsoft Office, okay, which is one of your big big things that makes a bucket load of money. How do you sell that? How do you participate in the tablet ecosystem at the minute? The answer is you don't until you eat humble pie and then make and produce Office for iPad. Right? Are you with yeah. me? Okay. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the way this company make, yeah, makes a bucket load of money, I need to go and look at the stats, but it's got to be hundreds of millions of, of dollars worth of revenue every year from Office licensing that is being negated by this tablet trend. They're not there anymore. So, first of all, Microsoft are going to have to bite the bullet soon and put Office on on iPad. But that must be rather galling that they'll be seeing all these stats saying, you know, tablet, 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 and they are nowhere at the minute. So I think they have to do something to try and at least extend or protect their existing revenue. Because if if I, you know, I'm, I'm accustomed to using Office, right? And if you put Office on my iPad, I'll buy it. Side question, sidebar, gentlemen. How much would you pay for Office on your iPad? I don't Five ninety nine. I don't think it matters uh, how much I pay because nearly all the money that comes from Office is is corporate purchases, and I think that that is precisely the problem here. 
Yeah, because all um, the corporates have gone out and bought iPads, and they're all, all the corporates are saying, where do I pay for Office? Well, c- companies will buy iPads, but more importantly, they um, there's because they're buying iPads through their mobile procurement piece. You know, they, by 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 this goes back to my argument. I'm going to flog this horse one more time before we finish. By not partnering with HP, by not partnering with Dell to put a really competent not you know, currently. T- Touchscreen device in the inter in the enterprise uh, sort of shopping cart. Um, I, I I don't know how I don't know how they're going to do this, and I think it it comes across very piecemeal. And also, I think the inter- the time for enterprise to shift to this kind of touch first language is going to be at least five years. I mean, I you know in my corporate environment we still use XP, so yeah, you know it, it's we're, we're re- you know businesses don't move particularly rapidly. Um, so I think you know, any device that goes out now only really addresses the beginnings of the enterprise market and mostly consumer and, and maybe small business and things like that. So I still think it's a really confused move. I mean, would, would you just to finish up, would you guys go out and let's say, let's say Surface costs $700 in, in the RT form, which I think is the number I was keep it into Keep it into pounds, Ben. Keep it into pounds. So we, we know if, uh, it's 300 and some, 399 for an iPad, right? Three nine nine three four nine three. Yeah. Okay. So say 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 four hundred quid. I mean, I, I I think I think the 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 surface is going to be more expensive than that. But let's say let's even say surface costs five hundred quid. Um. Would you would you buy one on the on the evidence of what you've seen so far? Yes. Right. I think I'd need more information. Yeah. I I just I just don't see it. I, okay. I'd be buying one because I want to see what it looks like. Basically, I yes, want to. You know, that's that. That's the problem. I, I would buy one because I'm interested. But as an actual day-to-day device, I'd want to know stuff about battery life and you know performance. Mm, it's a tricky one. Certainly, was completely caught blindsided by that one. Didn't expect that at all. Um, cynic in me says it's going to be another Nokia booklet, flash in the pan. You know, misstep one direction. Can, can they? Can they afford it? I mean, they can afford it actually. So I was, so I've answered my own question. Yeah, no, no question they can afford it. It's what do they really intend from it, and only they'll be able to say that and whether it's done a success for them or not. I mean, part of me still feels that it's almost a, a, an education move, and they'll kind of see how it goes, and if it takes off, they're going to jump right on it. Mm. I think the the thing, that, the other thing, the positive. I've been quite negative. The positive thing that came out of this, though, for me, was a reminder of the ecosystem. I still, I think the Surface is a misstep, but Windows, um, Windows Mobile, <laughs> Windows Mobile, Windows Phone 8, um, Xbox, the Azure Cloud Platform, Windows 8, you know, the Touch Metro UI, you know, to me is beginning to feel like a com- fairly comprehensive, cohesive story now. And you might not like Microsoft, but you've got to admit that they're beginning to be able to play in all of these spaces and they're catching up and slowly gluing what used to be a bit of a mess back together again mm. makes me think that the whole third ecosystem thing actually years ago might be very expensive and might be a bit slower than they anticipated, but you know far more far more comprehensive than you know our friends in uh, in 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 rim in uh, in Canada for example mm. yeah and and that kind of strategy of windows everywhere starts to take on a new meaning it kind of used to mean on every desktop, but now it's kind of it really does want to be on your phone on your tablet underneath your tv and the coherency of that story compared to say android or ios as the other two big ecosystems in mobile i think it's really interesting microsoft has the kind of more complete the more you know appealing story 
on that you know unification of devices approach uh, how important that is does remain to be seen but they it does seem to be as, as ben says quite a compelling message at the moment Right, guys. Well, we should probably wrap it up there because I tell you what, half an hour has come and gone and flown past and I, I, I don't even feel like we've scratched the surface on this one. Mm. Definitely want to come back and revisit this, not least because I think, Rafe, you mentioned it briefly, this whole fold-down keyboard thing, I think it's more than a gimmick. I think it, it's definitely... Yeah. Uh, that's not an accident that that was front and centre as an not. accessory. Um, no. And I think it'd be really interesting to see, A, how it works because I'm, I'm a bit dubious about these kind of squidgy keyboards. But more importantly, actually, is this just a, is this just an upside-down laptop, really? And are we, are we just getting excited about Ultrabooks by another name with touchscreen interfaces? I think that's definitely one to, to come back and talk about in the future, perhaps once we've actually seen this hardware hands-on. Because uh, when when's this stuff going to be... Um, going to be around and about for the likes of us to look at Rafe any ideas well they said at the launch of Windows and there hasn't been any specific timing on that but um, it looks like it will be October for the RT version and January for the Windows 8 Pro version yeah and uh, two platforms also an interesting choice as well isn't it we're gonna have to watch that uh, watch that with interest and of course come back to all the news about um, Windows Phone 8 announcements as well, because mm. I, I, I couldn't help noticing that uh, all about Windows Phone went a little bit mental this week with people gnashing their teeth about, you know, um, various upgrades and and and, uh, and, and versions and, and, and Windows 8 and all this kind of good stuff. Yes, I, I have been um, in the comment threads trying to uh, keep my calm. <laughs> well, I, I was just I, I was just amazed by the quantity of news that we had out of Microsoft all in one week. It was fantastic. Okay, as ever, thank you very much for listening. Um, let us know your opinion on whether you were impressed by Surface or not. Uh, tricky one at this stage. I think it's got to be almost like an emotional reaction. Certainly, that's how I... I felt about it. It's very difficult to justify it on numbers because, frankly, there's none out there. Mm. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with, um, well... A bit, a bit of a, a bit of an overview of the series and uh, some more news about what's coming up later in the series because well we're only two more episodes before we finish and then we'll need to plan what we're going to do. Chat. Does that mean that we then get to go to you know the Bahamas or something? Oh, I very much hope so. I mean we are sending Mr. Blanford off to Stockholm next week to learn clever things from the nice people at Ericsson. So I'm expecting a bit of a report back from him. Um, mm. But yeah, we should talk a little bit more about what we're going to be doing in season four and and. Frankly, guys, we should probably work out when season four is happening. Yes. I think we should do a desert island tour. Oh, right. <laughs> you, and McLe- you and McLeod's getting straight on that. As ever, thank you very much for listening. Quick shout out. Um, if you haven't already, go and listen to thevoicemail.net. Um, uh, our friends, Stefan Constantinescu and James Watley, previously of this parish on a, in a variety of other formats, uh, doing a, a fantastic conversation podcast all about mobile technology. Um, I don't, you never know, these things might catch on. Uh, go and listen. I'm very much enjoying listening to them and uh, particularly Stefan's fairly dry wit. Okay, chaps, always a pleasure. Speak to you next week. Thank you.